Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's Wendy Sellers and JC. And we are talking about chat GPT. So, so cool. Our new best friend (laughs) that that in Google. Right. I mean, I don't know about you, but I am addicted to technology. And I always tell people don't become addicted to it because if it goes down, which it does, uh, then you're kind of left holding the bag. So it's really important to know for the HR folks that are listening and the managers that, you know, ChatGPT has amazing outcomes, but we have to be careful when using it and thinking, oh, we're going to replace humans because that's not ever truly going to be a good decision. So let's talk about some samples of the ChatGPT work product. Um, I have used it, oh my goodness, for so many things. It is amazing. I uh, saved some samples on a Word document that I'm going to read from. Why did I save it on a Word document? Because I was going over this not too long ago with somebody else live, um, you know, on a Zoom. And Chad, GPT happened to be down that day. And so I couldn't, I know, I was like, oh my God. Thankfully, I already saved some things to a Word document and an Excel document. So I was able to, you know, show them like, no, this really does exist. But the great thing about that, JC, is it made me realize don't rely on technology. Don't rely on technology being up at that point of the day when you're trying to show somebody. You know, ChatGPT brings a lot to the table. It really does. I've gone out and used Google Bard as well. Best way to explain Bard, it looks like ChatGPT back in November of last year. ChatGPT is one of several tools that you could use depending on your role. It's less useful in some roles, but other AI tools are are maybe not what you're looking for. At the end of the day, you need someone who's knowledgeable and competent in their field to submit quality work into ChatGPT, whether they used AI as a starting point or it aided them in achieving the desired result. It's all about exercising caution. And just like Wendy said, remember it's a tool and use it wisely. Yeah, you can go in there and ask ChatGPT um, things like, what are SMART goals? And can you give me a workplace example? I did that and it explained, I'm going to read what read to you what it said. It said, hey, Wendy, it didn't really say, hey, Wendy. SMART goals are a framework for creating goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. The framework helps ensure that goals are well-defined and achievable and that progress towards them can be effectively tracked. Here's an example of a SMART goal in a workplace setting. The goal is to increase sales by 10% in the next quarter. So then it goes down to list the SMART. Specific, the goal is focused on increasing sales. Measurable, which is the magic M word in the HR space, the goal can be quantified in terms of a 10% increase in sales. A, achievable, the goal is ambitious, but also realistic and achievable within the given time frame. Uh, relevant, the goal is relevant to the company's overall mission of increasing revenue. And time-bound, the goal has a specific time, pr- 
frame of the next quarter. I just thought that was amazing. Yeah. I know when I'm doing a lot of training with managers, you know, we get stuck on smart goals because we're like, we just want more. We just want better. I'm like, that's not measurable. That's not something you can give feedback to. So even if you have some kind of idea, you can ask the, you can ask, you know, what are smart goals for this job to title in this industry? And it will come up with something. And that means that you still have to clarify it and you have to, you know, finish that smart goal. But when you're sitting there scratching your head going, I don't even know where to start. This tool can get you there to start. And it places it in context in regular human speak. You could Google and find these results depending on what the source that it's coming from. But just thinking about the fact that this tool is trained on over 170 trillion individual pieces of data, if not more, you know, it's, uh, it's beautiful to be able to ask an expert a question and have it summarized and presented to you in a way that makes it much easier for you to then vet and ensure that it's accurate. It's how much 1.7 trillion? Oh, only that much? Yeah, it's uh, still not as much as the debt in the U.S., but that's fine. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I've, I've got a little uh, blurb here for you, though. You know, workers who don't use ChatGPT might be afraid of being replaced by a Wendy. And some of those concerns that people have might be valid. Uh, would it be prudent to take a stab at trying it out, even if it's at home on your own, to get used to it a little? Absolutely. And I want to say for the folks that are listening Make sure that if you are using chat GPT in, in the HR space or in your workspace at all, that you need to communicate with your employees that this is not replacing anybody. Now, we never want to do empty promises because, you know, there could be another reason we're having a reduction in force. Um, but, you know, chat GPT, especially in the HR space, should be something that's a tool that says, oh, okay, HR assistant or HR manager, we need you to write four, uh, job descriptions. Well, that can take four days sometimes, especially if they're jobs that you've never had before. You got to do all this research, write it down, communicate back and forth with the manager when you can instead just ask chat, not instead, in addition, ask chat GPT, please write me a job description for this job title in this industry, and then it'll come up with it. And then you have to go back and you have to edit it. It's not going to come out perfect because every single job, it has a different, a different knowledge, skills, and abilities, different tasks, things like that. But it could save, say, four days of work into one day's work, oh, yeah. which means now you could actually be helping your employees with other things that you never have time to do. Uh, spend a little more time on the human engagement aspect, too, at that while you have it. Hey, I've, I've got a couple things for you. I'm going to walk you around the tree on this one. And if we're going too far, you pull me back, Wendy. You pull me right back, okay? Sounds good. So check it out. Microsoft invested $10 billion in OpenAI, gaining 46% stake ownership of OpenAI, the parent company that owns ChatGPT. $1 billion was received by OpenAI from Microsoft in the initial stages of the development of ChatGPT. And this is important to remember because the ChatGPT Plus model that has GPT-4 technology reduced response to prohibited content by 82% and only responds to sensitive content one-fourth of the time. I'm bringing all this up for a very particular reason. When you're using this tool, is part of a larger learning model, is part of something that's global. Be careful with your sensitive information. Depending on where you work and the type of work that you do, 
you might want to check in-house before putting certain information into ChatGPT, also knowing that it's been backed by $11 billion of Microsoft, but that's neither here nor there. Back to you. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to episode two of our five-part series on ChatGPT and other AI that will disrupt business. In our next episode, we're going to cover is AI valid and reliable? Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.